Hi, I'm Ken. And I'm Dee. And this is Antiques Freaks. The special podcast for cool people. Indeed. This week, we'll be teaching you how not to sell a haunted doll on Etsy. Yeah, not to? Well, it hasn't sold yet, so... (laughs) (laughs) See, you gotta inject this with a little confidence. You gotta be like, how to very slowly sell a doll on Etsy. How to patiently and gradually sell a doll on Etsy. (laughs) But yes, some of you may remember our haunted doll selling episode from two years back where I successfully sold a haunted clown on eBay. I have attempted to repeat the experiment this time on Etsy with arguably results. Yeah, I mean results. (laughs) Middling, maybe? Is it fair to say middling results? They are certainly results. Let us begin at the beginning. D, I believe you are the one who sourced the doll. Yeah, I actually, um, I grabbed her up from a savers because I liked her dress and I was going to tear it off of her and slam dunk her into the goddamned garbage so I could put it on a different doll. And what prevented you? The doll's bust was too big. Oh no. (laughs) It was one of those things where it was pretty easy to eyeball that, like, this was not going to work out. So the doll in question is an 18-inch high porcelain doll, cheaply made probably within the last decade or two? Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't believe she had any markings on her. No. Her body does not have, like, the sort of, like, either range of motion or pleasant stiffness of a wet or made doll. So yeah, I would, I would agree with your assessment there. Porcelain arms and legs and head with a cloth body stuffed with wires and badly stuffed. Lumpy, the wires don't move much. Uh, overall, just like a lot of bad choices made in this doll. And then she got haunted. That was bound to happen. That'll happen. So D picked up this doll, couldn't do what you wanted to do with it. And so it came to me. A haunted boy full of ghosts. <laughs> As we all know Ken to be. Facts. So I took this doll and I was like, perfect for the experiment. Step one, the photo shoot which was me and Dee wandering all over my 1930s apartment building, taking the spookiest little doll photos we could. Surprisingly easy, given that building. It looks like a Lovecraft horror story is about to break out at any moment. (laughs) It really really does look like a man in science gear is going to come running out screaming with madness. Doll photo shoot locations include creaky old elevator that hasn't been updated since at least the 70s and was built in the 30s. Cage elevator. (laughs) Like, genuine 30s cage elevator. Very scary to be on. Photos in the basement. Which, like most basements, doesn't look great. Photos of doll crawling up the basement stairs of her own accord. (laughs) That was my favorite. Doll in dumbwaiter. Eerily lit by a single flashlight. And as we all know, the dumbwaiter... I say as we all know, like, it's not just, like, you, me, and your roommate. (laughs) That dumbwaiter is just, like, an iconic... Just an iconic fixture in your apartment. I love it so much. When we were pulling up the dumbwaiter, I did notice that the glass burger ornament was still there, so good to know. And we also posed the doll with a vintage Ouija board and my very sweet kitty, who, as an all-black cat, makes an excellent familiar. (laughs) He was really good. We trained the cat to bat at the Ouija planchette using treats and his favorite toy. I guarantee at this point, people who believe, who have like a sincere faith in like the power of the Ouija board are absolutely fucking shrieking. They are at liberty to do so. <laughs> I, can't, I cannot imagine that anyone who believes in it is pleased to hear of what we've done. I mean, this remains the least haunted apartment I've ever lived in, so. You literally trained your cat to operate a Ouija board. 
Yeah. And which I believe you've told me he now does so in the hopes that treats will manifest. <laughs> I mean, when it's out, he's not like taking it out of the box himself. That's the one difference between him and my kittens. The only difference. The kittens would fully take it out of the box <laughs> to try to manifest the treats. The thing is, now Kitty associates the doll with treats and playtime. Which meant when I brought the doll out for a second photo session just to get like, oh, this is how tall she is. This is what she looks like under normal lighting. Not in a haunted setting. Yeah. Proper seller photos. Cat immediately knocked her over and looked to me for treats. He was like, I know how we play this game. Which is wild because at least when I was there, <laughs> nobody was showing him to beat up on the doll. That actually seems to be something he came up with on his own. I hit doll, I get treats. I know how this works. And then, you know, snuggling up to said doll, just generally batting at the doll. Doll is new best friend. See, now you're never going to sell it. I think we're still going to sell it, is the thing. Everyone's going to be able to feel so bad for Jack the Lad. Jack the Lad being the name of my cat, we named him after a powder horn engraving at Historic Deerfield. Because we're those people. <laughs> the next phase of the experiment, opening the Etsy shop. Currently, the process for opening a shop on Etsy includes an Etsy shop opening survey. Really? Inquiring how you want to run your shop. I selected I sell part-time and that's how I like it. Because, frankly, yes. Alright, that's actually new from when I opened the, my shop. It is. The second step is to name your shop. The shop name Secondhand Chances was taken by Page Not Found. That jerk! That villain! I try to find them, but I can't! The shop name Left Hand Second Hand was taken by a shop opened in May of 2017 with no listings and no sales. So that was cool of them. I hate URL campers. But the shop name Odds Bodkins Oddities was available. Which I would argue is twice as delightful. Thank you. I worked real hard on it. <laughs> Literally because I was just desperately trying to find a fucking URL that hadn't been taken. <laughs> Step three is to stock your Etsy shop. To quote from Etsy directly... Add as many listings as you can. Ten or more would be a great start. More listings means more chances to be discovered. Which makes me wonder how left-hand, second-hand got past this part of the shop opening process without stocking anything, but I digress. I have but one item to stock, and that is a haunted doll. Which I have tagged 13 times. With haunted, doll, porcelain, vintage, bisque, brunette, spooky, ghost, spirit, poltergeist, curse, mischievous, playful. 13 being the maximum number of tags you can put on an item. Also, the most haunted number of tags you can put on an item. Pretty spooky number. And then, the item description. Etsy advises that I start with a brief overview that describes your item's finest features. Shoppers will only see the first few lines of your description at first, so make it count. Not sure what else to say? Shoppers also like hearing about your process and the story behind this item. I fixated on the story behind this item and wrote this. Doll found at local thrift shop. Picked her up because of her dress. I thought it might be a cute costume piece for a different doll project. When I got home, I realized the dress was stained. This would quickly become the least of my concerns. I gotta say, very, very punchy intro. I do think you took Etsy's suggestion seriously. She started moving around the day after I brought her home. At first, I thought I was just absent-minded. Put her down on the table, find her on the couch, shrug it off, etc. But I know for a fact I never put her in the dumbwaiter. <laughs> I only found her in there because I heard the ropes creaking from behind the locked door. Very spooky. Very visceral. So obviously it was time to break out the Ouija board. With the help of my familiar, I learned more about the spirit that had settled into the doll. While the spirit has not given a name, it has responded well to being nicknamed Claudia. Claudia is the spirit of a child who perished in one of the local textile mills during the 19th century. My apartment building was originally a hotel for visiting mill owners, 
so I assume the spirit wandered here seeking revenge on those who built the mills that caused him so much pain and suffering. Claudia was drawn to the doll because of its luxurious curls, as Claudia herself was scalped by a spinning jenny whilst working in the mill. This injury was particularly common for long-haired girls employed there. Claudia remains an active spirit. Aside from moving when no one is looking, she occasionally emits an echoing giggle in the middle of the night, communicates readily through talking board, and generally causes mischief. We were unable to capture any orbs in our photography sessions, but perhaps you will be luckier. Since the mill owners no longer live in my building, Claudia cannot have her revenge. As such, we've agreed it would be best for her spirit to settle somewhere far away from the scene of her tragic end. Can you provide Claudia with a healing home? I like it's a redemption arc. To comply with Etsy rules, I must say the above story is for entertainment purposes only, and I am selling the doll as a novelty. The end. I'm honestly surprised we don't have more mill child ghosts. I think most people don't live in apartment buildings that used to be hotels for mill owners. No, but some people live in apartment buildings that used to be mills. That's a good point. They do keep trying to turn the mills around here into luxury apartments that have sat empty for um, literally 10 years. Yeah, down uh, in the North End, too, there is a more successful, like, uh, budget, kind of, like, almost assisted living home that a lot of people live in down by the old Cliftex mills. See, that one works out because it's priced according to the area's needs. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, because it's, like, rent controlled for certain demographics, the kind you might find in, I don't know, the city. <laughs> yeah. And not trying to charge Boston prices for New Bedford accommodations. <laughs> and so the listing has sat unsold since I posted it. Now I have some theories as to why it hasn't sold. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say, why do you think that is? Because I'm actually a little flummoxed. Uh, usually on eBay, this goes a lot faster. It does. In the original experiment, the doll was a clown doll and not a generic porcelain girl. Ah, I see. I think clowns might be a hotter commodity, as we've seen in our own official Antiques Freaks Etsy shop, which you can find at etsy.com slash shop slash Antiques Freaks. Uh, actually, very good spooky clown should be going up tonight. Indeed, and the clowns generally move pretty quickly through the shop. I think people might just like clowns. Listen, I've always been pretty much pro-clown. I mean, you've been running a clown rehabilitation center for some years now. Yeah, that's true. The cats help keep them in line. My other theory is that it's a difference in the stories, because if you recall from our previous experiment, that story was much spookier, involving a heartbeat being felt dimly within the clown itself as I held it, the clown menacing me in my own home as it skittered around on all fours like a starfish at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, those were extremely haunting details, to be fair. So it's overall a more malevolent story, whereas Claudia is a peaceful, if misguided, spirit. Maybe people like spookier spirits. I mean, it would be a great sell for someone who owned, like, perhaps a textile mill, because then you could really, like, test out how angry she is. That could be fun. And my third theory is Etsy itself. I'm gonna go ahead and call a haunted doll a frivolous impulse purchase. <laughs> you know what? That's a pretty fair assessment, all things said and done. And I feel like Etsy as a storefront kind of e-tailer is less suited to this than eBay, which is an auction-based e-tailer. Because you can get auction fever in the comfort of your own home. If you know this item is available for a limited time only, the duration of the auction, you are more inclined to make that jump and purchase that stupid haunted doll to menace your roommate with. Okay, I see, I see. So there's no FOMO driving the purchase of the haunted dolls on Etsy. Correct. And there are so many other smarter and better things to spend your money on in Etsy. 
such as a wide variety of vintage goods and t-shirts and stickers with the podcast logo on them, available in our own Etsy shop at etsy.com slash shop freaks. I am going to challenge that assertion right now because I am looking at a haunted clown doll and I'm very seriously considering impulse purchasing it. You run a clown rehab center. I would say that makes you uniquely positioned to want this in particular. Oh, he, it looks so malevolent. Yeah, again, bolstering my theory that people want malevolent clowns more than anything else. Oh, okay, I see, I see. <laughs> but yes, without the limited time only sticker on this haunted doll, I think a lot of the shine has worn off. And now where will the experiment go from here? Because I have two theories on how I could get this doll to sell faster. Okay, shoot. One would be by following Etsy's advice and stocking the rest of the shop with at least 10 more items. 10 more haunted dolls? What, what were you thinking for those items? Now that's the thing. I don't know if I want to go all haunted. I think it would personally be very funny to take a few of my other vintage toys and label them like all caps not haunted. And just like continually throughout the listing without anyone asking, emphasizing how not haunted they are. And that if you buy this expecting a ghost, you will be disappointed. <laughs> be really good actually i don't know if that would help them sell but it'd be very funny for me personally i do think you have to include perhaps like a, a warning that if they've bumped up against the haunted doll they might have caught a little bit of ghost no 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 these are strictly unhaunted so these are you're positive you can keep those from being haunted in the future positive no ghosts in these ones these ones safe ghost free and the other reason I want to do that is because I don't want to acquire any more dolls that I would then be stuck with having in my house while I waited for them to sell. That's true. I think even with haunted dolls, the rule should be not to buy anything that doesn't bring you a measure of joy. Because right now, Claudia brings Jack the Lad joy, but the joy she brings me personally is limited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so she's like a tenuous roommate because your other roommate sort of enjoys her. Yes, exactly. Your furry roommate. I don't know that your human roommate much cares for her either. D, both of my roommates are furry. <laughs> nice. This is a good one. Shout out to furries. But yeah. So the other idea for how I could get the doll to sell faster while continuing the experiment is to put up a listing for her on eBay and see which one sells first. Oh, okay. Okay. I like that. So they can be in kind of a competition, if you will. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on how keen you are to sell the other vintage toys that you have in your possession. I mean, there are a few I would want to do episodes around first. Oh, okay. So maybe the eBay avenue. Spoilers for future episodes in the next 30 seconds. Specifically, I would want to do episodes on the cat toy and the Magic Attic Club doll. Oh yeah, shit, yeah. The Magic Attic Club doll that I stopped playing with as a child because I thought she was haunted. <laughs> oh, another haunted doll episode. I don't think she is haunted. I think I was just a very suggestible child. Uh, sounds like something we're gonna have to consult the Ouija board to find out more about. I guess... Heather's been through so much already. Don't let her be haunted. <laughs> the poor dear. But yes, D, as a seller of arguably haunted clowns, any tips and tricks for my going forward with this experiment? I don't know if it's actually because I actually have a stable selling record, but I've kind of almost got Etsy doing some of the work for me. Oh, that's fun. I am now a part of their like random advertising program where just like every now and again, they will just show them my items. I have made at least one sale that way. Very cool. So unfortunately, I might be on like not easy mode, but like moderate mode here now. <laughs> <laughs> I would say 
Yeah, I would definitely agree with just having more items driving traffic. I see. You get that good cross-contamination of free advertising. Nice. I would just say uh, you've already done most of the important stuff, which is to get like size comparison pictures. Done it. Despite Jack the Lad's best efforts to knock her over for treats. She isn't being sold as a collectible per se. So normally I would suggest pictures, detailed pictures of issues there might be. You know, dents, stains, cracks, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that the item that she is, is that anybody would be giving a damn about that. That's the thing. So unfortunately, I think that advice falls a little flat. Yeah, I don't know. I'm most inclined to agree that maybe you should just make eBay and Etsy compete. Fight. Fight, 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 fight. Yeah, I uh, I think, like you said, that, that sort of competitive FOMO thing might be completely your ally here. I think it's also, by this point, the people who are aware that haunted dolls are sold on the internet are more inclined to search first on eBay rather than on Etsy. That's also true. I think people who are looking on Etsy might have like a plug for haunted dolls, and that's how they end up there. While you were talking, I went to Etsy to look for haunted dolls. I was surprised that there were a bunch of there, which to me cemented the idea that people aren't really going to Etsy, or I would have been less shocked. Yeah, most of the popular press about the selling of haunted dolls on the internet has been eBay-focused. Particularly in My Brother and My Brother and Me podcast, their Haunted Doll Watch segment, which is always just going to eBay, typing in haunted doll, and reading off the very first listing. I'm also going to say that eBay actually has more built-in opportunities to tweak price than Etsy. True. You know, uh, an auction is a much better, and it is a gamble, but it is still a way of getting something cheaper. And you can make automated offers via eBay, which you cannot do with Etsy as of yet. I am sort of hoping someday they'll implement that feature. It'd be nice. But yeah, so the experiment will continue and we will report back soon. I am looking through the Etsy haunted dolls and I have found, again, the desire to impulse purchase is very strong. A beanie baby crab that they are claiming has been haunted by a young boy named Joel. Joel, get out of the crab. Joel, you get out of Claude the Crab this instant. (laughs) Now, again, I think this might also be triggering your impulse purchase impulse, if you will. Because you love Beanie Babies and also crabs. I love very specific Beanie Babies. I actually do not like the crab Beanie Babies. I primarily collect every iteration of Magic and Scorch the Dragon I can get my hands on. And the eel. And Mori Mori the eel, yeah. Mori the Mori. But their crab doll isn't crabby enough. Um, I actually have no interest in it. Wow. Yeah, I'm not going to apologize. Step it up, T.Y. I want mouth parts. We'll just leave that line hang. (laughs) I'll remind everyone that if you would like to purchase a wide variety of vintage goods, including an eerie little clown doll, you can check out our Etsy at etsy.com slash shop slash antiquesfreaks, where you will find vintage cloth and fur colorful and wicked clown doll, with a description authored by D reading thus. (laughs) Have you longed to always feel the cold, hair-raising sensation of something watching, always watching you? Perhaps in the corner of the room, perhaps just behind you. This clown's coy side glance delivers just that. An unnerving, unbroken glare. I do not recommend summoning a clown in the trolley section of the local iconic fast casual restaurant. The resemblance is uncanny. There is no question he has taken on the infernal energies of the place he emerged. Be warned, though, he lacks any of the child-friendly pleasantry his ancestry might have suggested. He is watching, always watching, and if any cutlery goes missing, you'll know where it went. He's an excellent diet buddy because you do not want to bring burgers around this fresh, never-frozen hellion. He's also an excellent Netflix binge companion, as he'll be watching anyway. (laughs) 
<laughs> he has a soft sewn body pleasantly weighted by sand and is wearing a one-piece suit of beautiful abstract bright splashes. His bright red shock of hair seems to be genuine animal fur, yes, the flesh of a beast that was sacrificed for him, which is an unpleasant detail to think about, but a pleasant detail to pet contemplatively. <laughs> Does not come with the burger or knife. I don't know how he got those, as I own neither. They will be burned once he is rehomed. <laughs> and this terrible little clown can be yours at etsy.com slash shop slash antiquesfreaks. <laughs> I, I, that, it does genuinely make me uncomfortable. I have it in a shoebox because I was getting really tired of glancing over my shoulder and seeing it watch me. And if you would like to suggest episode topics or just say hello, you can email us directly at antiquesfreakspodcast at gmail.com, or you can head up our Facebook group, Antiques Freaks Friends, or you can tag us on Tumblr, antiquesfreaks.tumblr.com. If you liked hearing about all of the best places to get your own Infernal Energy dolls, feel free to scroll on down to where you're ever listening to this podcast and leave us a delightful little review. All kinds of reviews are helpful and get our tones into waiting, willing, and ready ears. We have a delightful review from Je ne sais quoi. Good God, great pod. <laughs> no other podcast has given me such a thorough guide into which objects ought to or oughtn't be put in my mouth. <laughs> that is one of our specialities. It is possible that through this podcast, the knowledge I've attained has saved me many years more of living on this planet. Listen to this podcast and live forever. <laughs> truth speaks the truth. Thank you, je ne sais quoi, for that delightful review. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's about time someone noticed that, that we're out here doing, you know, what the FDA is too afraid to. And tell you not to eat lead? <laughs> Telling you not to eat lead. In our danger lead poisoning episode, most of my sources cited were the FDA. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, but do they have do they have the fun, fresh and friendly approach we have? I think not. They do not. If you would like some help getting into the spooky spirit of the season, you should head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash antiquesfreaks, where we are chapter by chapter reading and reviewing the Victorian Penny Dreadful, Varney the Vampire, or the Feast of Blood, a Penny Dreadful that is far more dreadful than Penny. Special shout out to our patrons for paying our hosting fees and filling our hearts with love. So much love. And thank you in particular for listening. That's right. You. Au revoir. Goodbye. <laughs>